Okay, quickly, I want to look at just two more brief examples. Song of Smoke, as I said, was sort of an extended metaphor that had a couple similes. Uh, the next poem I want to look at is just um, a piece that uses individual similes to help us understand the new meaning uh, from the piece. And this is called, And Then It Was Less Bleak Because We Said So. It's by Wendy Yu. Today, there had been so much talk of things exploding into other things, so much that we all became curious, that we all run outside into the hot streets and hug. Romance is a grotto of eager stones anticipating light. Or a girl whose teeth you can always see. With more sparkle and pop is the only way to live. Your confetti tongue explodes into acid jazz. Small typewriters that other people keep in their eyes click away at all of our farewell parties. It is hard to pack for the rest of your life. Someone is always eating cold cucumber noodles. Someone will drop by later to help dismantle some furniture. A lot can go wrong if you sleep or think, but the trees go on waving their broken little hands. We dial this back to the beginning. We start in a really located, really easy to access point. Today, there has been so much talk of things exploding. Now, you pay attention to the news, unfortunately, these things happen every day. There's a bomb, a terrorist attack, something terrible in the world. And if we pay attention to this stuff all the time, as she says at the end, if we sleep or think, things can be really terrible. So what does she do? She takes what could be hopelessness, and she starts to shift it. There's all this talk of things exploding, so what did we do? We ran outside into the streets, and we hugged. Then there's a really beautiful metaphor. Romance is a grotto of eager stones anticipating light. What does that mean? Again, it's not love as a rose. This is more love as a dog from hell. It's taking an old idea and making it new, central to the poem. Romance is a grotto. Romance is like a cave. It's something that maybe feels like we start on our own, but it's eager with stones anticipating light. We know that there is something beautiful out there, and if we fulfill the movement of the romance, if we keep pursuing it, if we keep love in our hearts, that light might just come in and light the cave up. It's that anticipation. And I love what she does next. If that doesn't do it for the reader, let's try again. It's like a cave, or, she says, like a girl whose teeth you can always see. And that's really curious. For a while, I remember the first time I read this poem, I thought, that's really beautiful. What does it mean? And I can leave that up to you. I'll tell you, though, I know when I laugh or when I smile when I'm really happy. It's when my teeth show. So what is romance? Romance is like someone who is always happy and always full of joy. We never have to say those kind of tired words. Happiness, joy, love. We can say it through anticipation of stones and light and through a girl with teeth always showing. Later, there's another couple images that show up and I think are effective because of the way figurative language is used. Your confetti tongue explodes into acid jazz. Did that really happen? No, it's figurative. Small typewriters that, are other, that other people keep in their eyes click away at our farewell parties. Now, I believe as a writer this happens, but maybe it happens to everybody. We go to an event. Someone's going away party. 
or the last day of school or uh, graduation. And in our eyes, what are we doing? We're sort of writing the memory. So instead of just saying people are sitting there being nostalgic for something that's happening now or everybody's there taking in the memory, taking in the moment, she brings it back to writing, to the physicality of what actually is happening. We're looking at each other, we're seeing the experience, and it's like somebody's got a typewriter in our eyes and we're just jotting down notes. It's new, it's fresh, and it makes me feel something. But it's also where the turn occurs. From the beginning, there was explosion, but then there was romance. But then it comes back and it says people are leaving. And then someone's always eating cold cucumber noodles. They're not even cooked well. They're just cold, sounds kind of lonely. And then someone will drop by later to help dismantle furniture. Again, it means somebody's moving on. Something is changing. And then it says, a lot can go wrong if you stop to think. If we really start to think about all this stuff, even the beautiful stuff with romance, things can fail. So there's a lot of hopelessness. But that's not where the poem leaves us. It comes back to this metaphor of trees waving their, not little hands, their broken little hands. What does that mean? One could argue that it means, yes, there's bombs. And yes, love can be great and then feel like it's destroyed you, like it did in Song of Smoke. And we can have people in our lives that leave and the furniture is being dismantled. But through it all, if we have faith in the movement of the world, the trees stay up and life goes on. We can be hopeful because even if it gets windy and a storm passes through, the trees stay there with their broken little hands. They're not leaving and you don't have to either. Life can go on. It's a poem of hope that starts with destruction. Right? That's what figurative language can do. It can send us to a new meaning and a way to understand it. And finally, the last thing I want to show you guys with figurative language is just that this is not a new idea. Right? We use figurative language in our speech every day. You, you walk out of uh, class and someone says... Um, how was class today? And you said, oh, I feel like I'm dying in there. You really dying in there? No, I hope not. Right? We use hyperbole. We use other forms of figurative language all the time. We use similes all the time. But a lot of other writers have done this too. So we've been looking at some pretty contemporary writers, but I want to draw your attention to a wonderful poet, hopefully you guys have heard about, Emily Dickinson. And I want to leave you with this piece. Uh, it's known as Hope is the Thing with Feathers. Hope is the Thing with Feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that keeps so many warm. I've heard it in the chilliest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. Same idea as when you use beautiful poem. Hope, it says at the beginning, is what? Hope, in this case for the metaphor, is the thing with feathers. And what do we learn? Hope is, is like a bird sitting on our soul. And it sings without words. And it never stops. And even in the gale, even when a storm comes, the words are there. And everything could try to crush the bird, even when it keeps everybody warm. Warm, excuse me. But even in the chilliest land, the most frozen place, the most stormiest situation you could ever be in, hope is still there. 
it never asks of anybody anymore to be hopeful. So we can keep on living, remembering that if we are hopeful, there's always possibility that things will change, get better, etc. Small idea. Hey, keep your chin up, we say to each other. Hey, be hopeful, it'll get better tomorrow. But when we use the bird, and we make it a figurative piece of language, and we extend the metaphor, we have now something new to connect to it. Yeah, there's a hopeful bird in my chest too. It's always going to be there, even if today was bad or tomorrow's worse. These are all the things that you should keep in mind as you move towards your next assignment, which is going to ask you to write a poem that moves in some way. It can move across a page. It can uh, move in weird and wild and wacky narrative turns. But somewhere in there, we want you to have a critical metaphor simile that takes maybe a tired idea in a new direction, gives it, as they say, new wings, to hopefully, again, allow your reader to get something new from it. And don't forget, you can still use imagery, too. Thanks, guys. See you soon.